Hello, welcome back to the Marketing in Minutes podcast. I'm your host, Colby Klusterman. I am a senior account manager at Evenbound. Evenbound is a diamond HubSpot solution partner and a digital marketing agency in Grand Haven, Michigan. In each episode of this podcast, we are going to break down complex and current marketing questions into easily digestible five to 10 minute daily episodes. Let's jump into it. Today, I have once again, John Heritage. He is Evenbound's president and founder. John, thanks for joining us. Happy to be back, Colby. Awesome. So if you've been listening, you'll know that John is our growth expert. He is who we turn to. He has grown this agency from a two-man band into a 21-person and counting show. So he, we're going to talk to him about his expertise. The question for today is, what is the difference between an MQL and an SQL? And John, I'm going to start it off with that. What is an MQL and what is an SQL? That's a, that's a great question. So if you, I think, in the, ironically, this is part of our inbound strategy. If you Google this, you're probably going to get us on that first result. So it's a question that we address fairly regularly just as part of our processes. And, you know, it's another, our industry is full. You could run a whole podcast just on acronyms for the, for our industry, right? So this you is yet another, <laughs> uh, this is yet another couple of acronyms, MQL being marketing qualified lead and SQL being sales qualified lead. So when we talk about lead generation and demand generation and like initiating those new contacts and initiating those new sales conversations. These are important metrics, right? As part of a broader strategy to measure and follow. Absolutely. And I totally agree. There are so many acronyms from SEO, PPC, MQL, SQL, that just the list goes on. There's either, is either a podcast or a game show in there. You could have a game show of, (laughs) is it a real acronym or not? Right? Yes. Yes. I'm sure we could make up some good ones. Awesome. Okay. So we know marketing qualified leads, sales qualified lead. That seems pretty straightforward. Why would I measure them differently? And how are they different? How do you even bound go about measuring these two people differently? Yeah. And I think it stems from like a lot of this stems from like some of the broad adaptation of an inbound marketing methodology. And so if you think about that inbound methodology uh, in writing content for specific people who you would like to have conversations with that may be in your industry and they consume that content and at some point they get an option to you know, convert on a tool calculator or download a PDF or, you know, um, sign up to receive podcasts or any of those things that might be an MQL for your specific business. Right. Um, and so maybe somebody listening to this podcast has a genuine interest and curiosity in how we as a company think about and talk about engagements with clients and marketing in general and things like that. And so they sign up for your podcast and they have not initiated a sales conversation. It would be really awkward if I pick up the phone and I was like, hey, you want to buy something? Right. Um, (laughs) And so that would make them an MQL, a marketing qualified lead. They are responding to our marketing. They may even be in our CRM, but they are not sales ready. 
That's the important distinction. A marketing qualified lead is not sales ready. Correct. So how do you know when they are sales ready? And do you, what do you do to get them from an MQL to an SQL? That's a great question. So I can tell you the, the, the content efforts, the inbound marketing effort doesn't stop when they turn into an MQL. Um, maybe from that point to, to in order and, you know, one of the, when we think about a, I'm going to go take a left turn here. Um, but when we think about what a CRM is, and especially something like HubSpot that uses automation and all these other marketing and sales tools and things, we are, it is aggregating all of the data in our processes, right? And we can set automation and we can set goals from within there to turn MQLs into SQLs. Um, and one of the ways that we might do that is by sending them emails with valuable information that helps them continue to understand the value of having a sales conversation, you know, and maybe they haven't really fully fleshed out how they're going to reach a growth goal for the year. And they may need more help and more resources than what they know, but they're not ready to have that conversation. We can send them content and we can help nurture them along and turn them into a, you know what? Maybe I do want to have a sales conversation. I will schedule a meeting with this person to talk about how they might or might not be able to help me. You know, but I think that's the, generally speaking, how you, you might approach turning somebody from an MQL into an SQL. Absolutely. And I think the key word you used there was nurture, nurturing MQLs into SQLs through various inbound activities like content offers, blogs, email marketing campaigns, all of that. Yep, for sure. And and even going as far as to selecting ad audiences, right? You know, we can create an audience of MQLs and try to show them ads, display ads, things like that on our networks that might might ask them a question and initiate a sales conversation. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, this is going to be a short one today because it was a pretty straightforward question. What's the difference between an MQL and an SQL? What happens after an SQL? You have a sales conversation. <laughs> yeah, and then and then who knows? Meetings and I'm not in sales. John's in sales, so he knows better than I do. I mean, it's what you'd think. You you have a, you know, if if they are an SQL, they are what we would call sales ready. They are ready to have that conversation. There is a one of the here's another keyword, a buzzword. They have the intent, right, to buy something. There could be a number of factors that contribute to that intent. A lot of what we see is seasonality. Well, it's not, we don't, we're not going to make this decision until next quarter because we are already on a contract with this other group and they may be underperforming, but we do want to have this conversation in a couple of months, right? Well, there's a timing thing. You're never, no amount of salesmanship is going to get over that hurdle. Uh, and so like it's an intent factor. But in two months, when they start getting close to that deadline, they're going to be like, hey, hey, we have a lot of intent. We got to make a decision here pretty quickly. So we're ready to have this discussion. So a sales qualified lead could be considered that for weeks or months or however long, given seasonality and outside forces, like you mentioned. It can. Yes. I mean, we can as sales leaders, we can set all of these ideals. I think our average close rate is like 40 to 50 days or something like that, right? And I can say every time an SQL gets generated, I want that expected outcome to be 45 days. But the reality is it's the end of June. And, you know, those, these decisions oftentimes don't get made until August or September. And so, you know, I can set those, those priorities. 
Um, but it's important to keep in mind, you know, what the intent is behind that when they turn into an SQL. Yeah, understood. That makes a lot of sense. So a few key takeaways here, MQLs, to get them into SQLs, we need some nurturing campaigns some inbound marketing best practices. And once they become an SQL, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but it, the conversation doesn't stop there. It's continuing to nurture and have those discussions to hopefully close some deals. One last thing I might add. Yeah, hit me. We talked about this a little bit. So like your CRM system is the system by, that aggregates all of that data, whether it's marketing specific metrics or sales specific or any of that stuff, right? It's really important that both everybody on the marketing side, that, that all people on the marketing side and all people on the sales side are using that single source of truth to measure this MQL, SQL, the conversion from an MQL into an SQL and all of that stuff so that everybody is utilizing the same data and that. And you get to that point and everybody's using that same system and everybody's on the same page in terms of looking at those metrics and that data and analyzing that, that will that will significantly improve your close rates and your win rates as an organization. Absolutely. We love a nice, clean, accurate CRM. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Preach. <laughs> Well, I think that does it for today. We have successfully answered the question, what is the difference between an MQL and an SQL? I hope you all were able to take something away from this episode. And until next time, guys, uh, John, thank you for being a part of this conversation as always. Always a pleasure, Colby. Awesome. Thank you all, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.